first report representing the ESBC Podcast Network. It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and it is time for our weekly horse racing thoroughbred uh, betting show, Call to Post. We have Josh in the background monitoring all the questions on Periscope. Uh, and if you do have any, feel free to let us know. And all the streaming services that we have for you, wherever you're watching, uh, let us know if you have any questions and they will be relayed on to me. Uh, possibly a Raider Jim here in a bit, but it is a rather big weekend um, or at least one of the bigger weekends as we get ready um, for the Breeders' Cup in November. We'll be going over a couple uh, big races at Santa Anita this Saturday that um, will are our win and you're in and obviously last week we had uh, myself and Raider Jim's talk about the uh, the saga that is not just maximum security but the whole Jason service and um, the federal indictment we will get more in depth into that next week but uh, one of the races that I will be handicapping a little bit later on uh, will include maximum security uh, so there is still a bit of a tie in there, but uh, a lot of today we'll be focusing on the American Pharaohs stakes and the Awesome Again stakes, um, which are both pretty much the the big, the American Pharaoh stakes is the big two-year-old race and the um, Awesome Again stakes is the big kind of any, any age um, stakes race that will obviously get you into the Breeders' Cup. So all of these horses or all of these races are going to be very, very important um, for November and the Breeders' Cup. But before we get into that, we do have a bit of news. Obviously, Honor AP, we talked about it a bit last week. Um, Honor AP, a horse that, um, that ran at the Kentucky Derby or uh, ran at Churchill Downs, unfortunately um, has retired. It will go um, out to stud. Just a, a little bit of a ligament injury and, you know, in those situations, uh, if you understand horse racing, there's a lot of money to be had in the, um, a lot of money to be had in the uh, breeding side of things. So you don't want to do anything that would complicate that. So Honor AP, one of the top horses um, on the circuit has uh, finished his unfortunate career or well, it was a great, it was a very fortunate career, but it is unfortunate that it has been cut short. Uh, and then also Keeneland, which was, uh, which was going to host or is going to host the 2020 Breeders' Cup in November, uh, that Friday and Saturday, huge, huge day in horse racing, huge weekend in horse racing. No, no fans will be allowed in the venue. They were trying to find ways to get fans in um, and adhere to social distancing guidelines and, and find themselves a way to kind of stay away um, from, you know, COVID, unfortunately, or for, you know, obviously, for obvious reasons, and it just became too big of an ask. Um, we saw it with the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs. They didn't have fans in. They did have, you know, certain certain people. Obviously, there was nobody there. I mean, they had owners and trainers for the Kentucky Derby there. Um, Keeneland will obviously not have any fans, but a bit to kind of, um, I guess, remedy this. The Breeders' Cup has already come out and said that in 2022, the Breeders' Cup will head back to Keeneland and that would hopefully hopefully by 2022 uh, we won't still be worried about um, whether or not fans can attend or anything like that but that is for another day to deal with but for that obviously next year 
2021's Breeders' Cup is going to be right down the road here for myself at Del Mar. Very, very excited for that. Um, definitely a lot more to come before that rolls around. But for this weekend, obviously, with Santa Anita, really one of the jewels on the West Coast, um, right up there with Del Mar. Now, I'm incredibly biased. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious if you've heard these um, podcasts. Never been to Santa Anita. It's always kind of one of my bucket list. I do some betting, um, you know, off track at Santa Anita, and I will be doing it um, this Saturday as well. But definitely Del Mar and Santa Anita, I believe, are the two top tracks um, on the West Coast. And, and I think you see it when you see the lineups and the cards and the horses and the trainers that come. Generally, when you have tracks that one ends and another one picks up, you know those are kind of the top ones. They don't want to compete with each other. Santa Anita, if they can avoid it, does not want to be running at the same time as Del Mar and vice versa. Obviously, now uh, Santa Anita's meet is beginning um, just in time for the uh, really latter stages of the Breeders' Cup win and you're in. Remember, it is, of course, two days, 12 races, different age groups, um, distances, different things, all kinds of different races, all culminating in the Saturday, um, about 5.30 Pacific time with the Breeders' Cup Classic, which is essentially um, the, the richest race in America. And that's, that's, that's a race where we pretty much determine who the, who the best horse is um, out there. So in order to get there, though, you have to get through these challenger races. This isn't like a normal stakes race where you just pay the nomination fee and you bring your horse and you're there. That, it doesn't work like that in the Breeders' Cup. You have to win a certain race and a very high stakes race in most cases to find yourself in this Breeders' Cup, um, whatever distance or whatever class you're going to be in. So with that, we will start um, this Saturday. It is going to be race number eight. Let me just confirm that. As, come on. There we go. All right. Um, yes, race number eight is the American Pharaoh Stakes, obviously, that name, very familiar. The horse um, broke the 30-plus year drought of the Triple Crown American Pharaoh. As I go through this, um, or this card, on the one, uh, the one horse will be Touchdown Brown. This is a horse I saw twice at Del Mar. And to be fair, um, it underwhelmed both times. In the graduation, $100,000 um, stakes, it, it came off as a pretty much even money favorite and finished five and a half, five and a half lengths off the lead um, and then ran in the I'm smoking um, pretty much same thing, $94,000 uh, purse, uh, two to one favorite, it wasn't a favorite, but uh, two to one odds, finished second, um, only by a half length, but always been short, uh, short priced, at least at Del Mar was short priced and seemed to underwhelm. However, its first start um, ever, its debut was June 19th, 2020. It was at Santa Anita. It was a maiden special weight 51K. It did win uh, and it dominated uh, Big Fish, which is a, a big horse on the West Coast. So there is that and it is obviously returning to Santa Anita. The morning line is five to one. So we'll see how that moves. Keep an eye on that. Just, just remember though, like I said, this is a horse 
that at least the two horses or the two races that I saw it, uh, underwhelmed for the price. Now, like I said, five to one morning line. I don't think it gets down to two to one or um, some of the other numbers it's gotten. But once again, this is a pretty much the highest class you can have for two-year-olds. Uh, the two horse is Rombauer. It's a horse trained by Michael McCarthy, driven or ridden by Mike Smith. Of course, he needs absolutely no introduction. This is a horse, though, um, much like some of these other horses, it's been uh, raced on turf. Um, and we talked about Big Fish last time out. Uh, it ran in the Del Mar uh, juvenile turf. And it lost out to Big Fish. It was a four to one, um, pretty short priced. I think it was a pretty fair price for when I was breaking it down. But the big scene, you go back to July 25th. That's when Rombauer really kind of burst onto the scene, if you will, as a 17 to one shot in a maiden special weight, 51,000. It kind of spurred them to put uh, this horse into a much higher class. That was, of course, the juvenile or the Del Mar juvenile um, turf. The five and a half length, or I'm sorry, uh, I, I apologize, I misread that. Uh, only lost out by two lengths, um, but finished sixth. So a very kind of bunched race in the Del Mar juvenile turf. Um, it did improve, I believe, um, really kind of from those speed numbers, at least in certain, uh, certain areas. This is another horse, though, that I think will possibly be in the money. But at eight to one morning line, I think that's fair. Uh, the third, the three horses, Dino might. Look, I, I, I always try and find something um, nice to say. It, it's, it's, this horse, I think, is just going to be outclassed. It finished seven lengths off the lead in the Del Mar uh, Future Grade 1, losing out to two other horses uh, that are, are also in this race, among others. Uh, it also lost out to Rombauer in uh, the made that 16-to-1 shot uh, when Rombauer won July 25th. Dynamite in that race was three to one, and that was after back-to-back um, -back runs at Los Alamitos and Santa Anita, where it came off as one um, pretty much even even money favorite in a maiden special weight, and continually dropping, and it was continually underwhelmed. Um, 0 for four in its career. Now it does have three um, place finishes. But I also do remind you that those were maiden special weights, still yet to win, still yet to break its maiden. And in its last race, that was somewhat similar to this. It was on dirt, um, and it was a grade one. It finished seven lengths off the lead. I'm not a fan of Dynamite. Now at 20 to one, if you're one of those people that wants to put a show bet on him uh, and hope that he has the run of a lifetime, feel free. But uh, I'm not wasting my time for me. Um, another horse to look at, this four horse. Now we're kind of getting into the meat of this car or of this race. The four horse is notable exception. It's going to be ridden by Abel Sadijo, who had a very good, um, consistent summer at Del Mar. This is a horse that um, only ran at Arlington Park. Ran, uh, it had a dominant, dominant debut um, at Arlington Park, but it was only a maiden special weight 32. That's a pretty low division for this. Um, but I will say, I think the reason why this horse is in this race, this is a horse that stabled um, at Keeneland. And remember, the Breeders' Cup is at Keeneland. So if this horse does somehow pull off, like I said, a heck of a heck of a run, because despite being seven to two on the morning line, I was actually surprised by that. I, that kind of gives me hope. Um, it could give 
this horse an opportunity. You know, like I said, if you win this race, you were in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint um, in uh, at Keeneland. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you were in the Juvenile, juvenile Sprint, uh, the Breeders' Cup. So notable exception for me, one for one, obviously, but right, like I said, a much lower class. It does have um, some good pedigree with the uh, sire being street sense. So keep an eye on that. Um, the five horse is Spielberg. And look, you probably heard the name Spielberg this summer um, at Del Mar was kind of one of the debut horses that everyone had their eye on for good reason. Um, so 0 for 2 career still hasn't broken its maiden, but both times uh, lost out to uh, Dr. Scheivel, who isn't racing in this race, but is probably the top horse in this class, in this division. Both times Spielberg lost out to this horse, uh, lost out to that horse, Dr. Scheivel. Uh, first time at Del Mar, of course, it was August 8th in a maiden special weight 56. And it had Drayden Van Dyke aboard, and it lost out to Dr. Scheivel by six lengths. Came back a month later in the Delmar uh, Future Grade 1 a race that I talked about earlier and got closer to Dr. Scheibel, uh two lengths back. Now, like I said, Scheibel is not, Dr. Scheibel is not in this race. So I expect Spielberg to be actually the favorite here. Um, my pick right now would be Spielberg. Now, three to one morning line with the Baffert horse. I probably expect this to get around even money, just knowing the way the betting public rolls. So we'll see how that goes, but that's a horse um, I'm going to keep my eye on. Uh, the six horses get her number. Last time we saw get her number, uh, he was running in the uh, Del Mar, the juvenile turf, and lost out to Big Fish, another horse. Uh, and I talked about that race a little bit earlier. Flavian Pratt is aboard after his uh, dominant run at Del Mar, where he set records and won the jockey title. Him and uh, Umberto Rispoli, my goodness, what a, what a long race that was. Um, I, I, I say pun intended when I said they were jockeying for position the whole time, but that's exactly what was going on. But get her number is a Peter Miller horse. Um, I am a little concerned. This is a horse not only that has a pedigree for turf, but also has been raced on turf all ye all summer at Del Mar. Uh, we look, go back to August 14th and September 7th, both um, different distances. The debut, the August 14th, was at only five furlongs, uh, came off at three to one, uh, got the win, and then moved up to that, like I said, that Del Mar juvenile turf and lost out to Big Fish, was the three to one favorite. Uh, despite finishing fourth, only lost out by a length. That was a pretty crazy race uh, to finish out the Del Mar season. Um, but like I said, Flavian Pratt aboard coming off, like I said, really for me, maybe the most impressive jockey season um, I've, I've seen at Del Mar. Um, really maybe anywhere, but that's not fair because I don't follow other places as closely as I follow Del Mar. But um, with Pratt aboard, get her number is a, a horse to keep an eye on. Now, like I said, there are much better horses, I think, in this race, but it has, this is a horse that beat Commander Kai, um, uh, uh, really one of the top runners uh, in the, 
in the two-year-old division right now. So it's been done before. This horse has ran very well. And despite finishing fourth as a three-to-one favorite, like I said, in the Del Mar Juvenile, um, it only finished a length back. So, you know, things happen. Um, you could probably go back and, and see in that race a small little, you know, movement or jockey, you know, maybe went a little early on the whip here and there could be maybe easily remedied. Uh, the seven horse is Weston. And this by far is the most intriguing horse in this, uh, in this race. And let me tell you why. First of all, you got Drayden Van Dyke aboard and all of these, all of these jockeys have, um, I mean, this is a top race. So all of the best jockeys are here. I already went through Pratt, Sadiho, Mike Smith, all the top jockeys are here, but you always had Drayden Van Dyke, who I think he'll even tell you he he didn't have the best Del Mar um, he would have liked. But for this horse, it's been in the money three out of three times. Two wins um, at Del Mar and Santa Anita, including a grade two. It, it won the best pal as a five to one shot. Uh, last time out, it was in the Del Mar future, and I keep bringing that race up. And I keep bringing up Dr. Scheibel and Spielberg. Those are maybe two of the best two-year-olds on the West Coast. Maybe the top two. This horse, um, it, it dueled. It, it finished five and a half lengths behind Dr. Scheibel and about three lengths behind Spielberg. But it dueled with these two horses. And the morning line is six to one. So for me, it's, 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 it's a bit odd that a horse like get her number that lost to Big Fish. Don't get me wrong, Big Fish, really good horse, but not, I mean, like I said, Spielberg and Dr. Scheibel could be the top West Coast two-year-old out there right now. Um, and this is a horse that has been in um, shouting distance. And this is also a horse that I go back to, it knows where it's at. That horse knows the last two races were at Del Mar. Now, maybe in its head, it doesn't know it's at Del Mar, but it knows the difference between Santa Anita and Del Mar. Just like any person would. You can just smell the difference. Um, I would assume, never been to Santa Anita, but you, know, you would have to assume that it's just a different vibe. And this horse has won at both tracks. This horse has won. It's finished um, ahead of Dr. Scheivel. Now, granted, it was all the way back in June. And believe me, I don't have to tell you, how much has changed since June, but this is a horse that can run the other horses down and the morning line is six to one. So you have to keep an eye on where this horse goes on that line. Anything north of three and a half to one, four to one, you have to pounce on. And I don't know, I don't know about a win because I'm really, really bullish on the five horse Spielberg. I really think Spielberg's the best horse here. Um, but Weston, like I said, is a horse that, could have a run of a lifetime and has been within not only striking distance of uh, Spielberg, but has beaten Spielberg's rival in Dr. Scheibel. So there's plenty of value in that bet. Now, once again, we are still about 48 hours away from when that line actually locks in. So you're going to have to keep an eye on that. And, you know, we talk about that so much, not just so much on this podcast. You know, we talk about, look, my bookie head there. Use promo code ESBC, get yourself a hundred percent match. Um, but also at the same time, you're going to want to have other sites as well to make sure to get the best odds. Now uh, with football and, and other sports, when you lock that odds in those odds in, you know, we um, our, our Pope of the money line on halftime of the first game of the season was tweeting out, Hey, they got the Bengals as seven and a half point um, underdogs against the Browns. 
he locked that in. Now the line moved to five, four and a half or five, whatever it did, but he was locked in at five or I'm sorry, he was locked in at seven and a half. Now horse racing obviously is not that way. So you have to keep an eye on the morning line. Um, and eventually the morning line will turn into the real line. So is the seven horse just see how that goes bookie's nephew is is putting the morning line out on this one and doesn't seem great the eight horse here is uh wasperant it's ridden baki that was so So good. Umberto Rispoli, who not only, of course, made his debut at Del Mar, but also nearly um, a aspirant, um, is the only horse from this distance. All of these other horses have either raced on dirt, but in a sprint capacity. Now, this race is on dirt going a mile and 16. So, you know, just throwing the horse I just talked about where he beat uh, uh, um, Dr. Shavel. That was only one. Or I'm sorry, yeah, one at this race, or one at this distance before. Uh, so we'll, we'll make sure in its eighth maiden special weight, 56,000 when Dr. Scheibel um, first beat Spielberg. What is some of the top, top rundown for the American horse, Weston? Keep a, if that gets... Um, if it stays above three and a half to one, you have to keep an eye on at least a play show bet. Um, my pick to win is the five horse Spielberg. Currently the morning line or the, um, uh, yeah, the morning line is three to one. Um, I think that's going to probably get closer to probably about one and a half to one. I'll get lucky if it's two to one, but I think this number is severely going to drop. Um, notable exception, you might hear some people talk about on the West Coast. Um, I understand that the reasoning for trying to get for the Breeders' Cup um, juvenile sprint. So, I. Uh, juvenile excuse me breeders cup juvenile dirt so we'll see how that goes but moving on to really the one for three-year-olds and up um it goes on the dirt a mile and an eighth and um a big reason why this is the tita. um i will go through the full card but we'll just deal with what we need to first and it's the two horse improbable uh this is a horse that has 
won six of its 13 lifetime starts. Has his, um, this name might maybe ring a bell to you, last, last Kentucky Derby, so not the one we just saw, um, but the one last in 2019. This was the horse that was uh, four to one as the favorite course ended up finishing fifth. That was the Kentucky Derby where maximum security won, but was disqualified for um, a stewards uh, move. Uh, the stewards disqualified him for something that happened on the track, not the other stuff. Um, but this horse was a favorite in that race. Uh, and another thing, the only loss this year was to Tom's uh, Detat, which is arguably one of right there with uh, Tis the Law and Maximum Security for one uh, really the um, Breeders' Cup Classic contenders, really the horse of the year. So improbable, morning line is eight to five up here. And the other part here, we move to, let's see where he was pulled, um, this five horse, uh, maximum security, obviously. This is a horse that kind of brought it up last week. He, he, you would think that for a horse that was disqualified, the first horse in 30 plus years to be disqualified um, after winning the Kentucky Derby. You would think that would be pretty much the height of the drama for this horse, not even close. Our post Jason Service, um, Baffert has uh, raced this horse pretty much the same um, class now opener for maximum security to run in that race. But it was um, a win against midcourt, um, a, a bit closer than I think people thought. And it definitely got some people questioning. Um, obviously, look, when, when you leave Jason's service and um, everything that was going on, then you go to a new trainer that uh, you would just, you know, you have to assume is a, lo a lot less dirty and then comes out and dominating grade ones back to back to back to back. Um, and then way from maximum size, and my hat goes off to that horse. Um, I don't have anything against the horse, obviously. It's an innocent victim in what happened with Jason Service. And I think it proved to a lot of people that now, obviously, what Jason Service was doing to this horse was still really damn good. Uh, currently, it's a three to five favorite on the morning line, expect that to get to one to five. I mean, the lowest number interesting to me, um, Josh brought up something earlier on um, in the podcast that I had never really put credence to, but has kind of filled out a little bit more. And it's, it's the fact of, you know, kind of trainers doubling up on horses. Um, and obviously this is another Bob Baffert horse, but normally when we see the doubling up of horses, three to five, and then the other Baffert horse or the other horse for whatever trainer um, is going to be a 15 to one. That's not the case here. Baffert has both of the favorites here. Baffert also maybe does have a penance to maybe scratch one of these horses um, on the morning 
to just kind of throw a curveball for everybody. And not, not, I don't think that's going to happen. This is a very big race that Baffert obviously wants to continue his hot streak on. Um, but just something to think about. Maximum security, no matter what, that line is going be way too short for me uh improbable is definitely a horse to keep an eye on the four horse is mid about 10 15 minutes um when, on our podcast when we were taught when we did the live stream for the pacific classic i really thought mid had a chance um the reason it was is because that san diego handicap grade when maximum security only won by a nose it is six to one uh, on the morning line there's value here in a play show bet <laughs> improv if you will i know right but uh, a ton of value with the uh, east coast horse coming west he does have riskily aboard this is a nice places but they're just not the top um tracks running at that time in their region so uh, shipping west in a, I mean, real buzzsaw of a race. Keep an eye on this line. This line could get up to 50 to one, um, stuff like that. Now it, we got to throw it out there. While it is a bit of a lower um, class that this horse has ran at, um, it's six for 12 um, wins lifetime uh, and eight for 12 in the money. So you got to keep an eye a bit on that. Um, something, to keep, something to think about. Moving up to the one horse, uh, take the 101. This the last time we saw take the 101 uh, was an optional claiming race in August. Uh, it was at Del Mar. Went a mile on the dirt. It, it beat um, Kershaw and Patantico. Six for 16 in its career um, wins wise and 10 for 16 in the money. This has been a very, very successful horse. However, a lot of those successes have come at a much lower grade. Um, this is Brian Corner, uh, the, the equivalent of throwing, um, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it sticks. I don't think this horse has much of a chance in the morning line kind of uh, reflects that at 20 to 1. Like I said, Brian Corner, a 14% win total this year. Um, not, not terrible, but like I said, this horse is going to struggle at this class, um, even though it did get a win last time. So you never know. It could um, maybe have felt amazing um, and, and did stuff like that. But this old horse that finished uh, ninth uh, 
being six lengths off the lead, then you go back even further, not even in a graded state. It was an ungraded stakes race. It's 11 lengths off the lead. And we're talking about the top graded stakes race here. Uh, the only grade two, it looks like grade two, um, that's the highest class it raced at. And it finished seven and uh, pretty much four, uh, eight lengths off the lead. Um, that was at Del Mar in 2018. Uh, and it did also take the entire year of 2019 off. So take the 101 um, is a great idea. Just don't bet this horse. Uh, take the 101 is, if you have time, believe me, you should always take the 101. Um, but in terms of the horse, I would stay away. Um, so in conclusion on this, it's, it's for me, I like improbable just because I think it's, it's a horse that can compete with maximum security, but um, it's probably a play show bet. I really think maximum, secu maximum security really, really impressed me in the Pacific Classic. It was a horse that, um, I don't know if it knew we were asking questions, but we were asking questions and the questions were answered very quickly. He looked very, very impressive. Um, and mid-court, this is another horse. Keep an eye on mid-court. Um, if, the, if the line moves, you know, it's probably going to get up to eight to one, nine to one. I think this is a really good um, play show bet or maybe even just a show bet if you really don't think he's better, um, he can get into that second place because I think second place is probably his ceiling. Uh, Mid-court is definitely one to keep your eye on. You do also have Victor Espinosa aboard. So uh, a lot of um, question marks. And for, for maximum security, it's, it's one more step on its way to, to more questions being answered. Because there, there, we, there are a lot of people with still a lot of questions about this horse. What horse have we seen? Have we seen the best from this horse? Are we going to see better? Um, and, and what is Baffert doing with these two favorites? He has two favorites in this race. Um, are we going to see them both run? Does he genuinely want to see them race? Or is he just uh, playing a little bit of um, Baffert, Baffert chess that he uh, loves to do? But we will see, obviously, this Saturday. Santa Anita, as that track gets ready to um, – get their fall meet rolling. Del Mar will have, um, I believe they, they get rolling in November um, for their Bing Crosby um, meet that all systems go as far as I know. And I don't think anything would change after what was a successful meet at Del Mar over the summer. Um, fans will more than likely not be there. They haven't fully shut the lid on that, but I don't see that happening. Um, which, once again, is fine. I think uh, uh, most of us would rather get back in the summer anyway. Um, not that it's not beautiful in Del Mar, but some, some days uh, in November in Del Mar, even for us fair-weathered San Diegans, uh, you know, once it drops below 60, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But anyways, uh, a really, really interesting weekend of horse racing and um, getting set for the Breeders' Cup. There's a ton of action, not just at Santa Anita, but uh, really throughout the, throughout the country. So there's plenty to get into. Um, and once again, next week, we will dive deeper into the maximum security saga and um, the indictments and um, the, the, the drama 
and really unfortunate drama because it is such a uh, tragedy when it when you really look at it and everyone involved um, it's really sad but we will dive into that next week um, with Raider Jim and Josh um, and we'll, we'll just leave it with a Winston Churchill quote uh, we always do uh, here on this podcast you know obviously probably the most quotable man honestly like I said I think outside of Shakespeare I think everyone has a Winston Churchill quote and this Churchill quote fits perfectly for our podcast um, so you know it's you make a living by what you earn, but you make a life by what you give. So um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Brandon First, AKA First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. Now go wash your hands and quit hating. Take care, everybody. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is.